the history of personal computing. History, history, history of personal computing. The history of personal computing. Hello, vintage computer enthusiasts, and welcome back to the History of Personal Computing eBay Edition podcast. Instead of being like tour guides at a museum, here we're two collectors and we're looking at things from that vantage point. It's been two weeks and a day, but we're back together to continue our look at vintage personal computing by looking at eBay auctions. And I'm your host, David Grealish, and let's all give a very warm welcome to my co-host, Jeff Salzman. We're a... I'm, yeah, I'm still waking up. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> Because we're, we're a day late and we're a dollar short after Black Friday, Jeff. So did you do anything related to that? Uh, just Thanksgiving. My wife made the meal, invited some uh, immediate family members over, and then yesterday we did nothing for Black Friday. The only Sounds thing I did very was familiar. my daughter to work. Yeah, same here pretty much. I mean, I went out to like uh, last night to, not, it wasn't necessarily Black Friday related per se, but went to a couple of stores, Lowe's being one. There's all kinds of Black Friday excitement at Lowe's. Oh my luck! I'm sure I must have have to fix a leak and have to go to Lowe's for that. Well, you know everything. uh, I mean, not everything, but it seemed to me that now the majority of stores have adopted the 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving sort of thing. I I kind of think the whole Black Friday thing is sort of just um, fizzling out. But but then I've never been into cyber stuff, and you know they're doing Black Friday deal. Cyber Monday stealing Friday. Yeah, maybe it's just too much competition now from just everywhere. But um, yeah, I don't, personally, I, I don't care too much. But um, but you had a nice Thanksgiving? Yes, it, it uh, was really nice. It worked out well. Tried to keep the house as warm as possible. I don't know if I told you, my, my boiler went out at home. Oh, no. I don't Ooh, know if right I on mentioned the... that the last show. Oh, okay. I just discovered the day after the last show. But yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got a steam heat system in the house and have to get the boiler replaced. Actually, it's getting done on Wednesday, but still. Oh, it's an old, um, it's an old house, right? It's a very old house. So you have like the um do you have like the little yeah, you say steam, so you have like the the floor level vents? Well, it's not not vents, it's uh, radiators, but they oh, okay. have one pipe going to them instead of two, like the water-based heats. Oh, are, really? Oh, it, so it's, it's steam. really good heat when it works. Um if anybody ever wanted to put um, steam heat in their house is going to cost a fortune, but I already have the foundation. It's just yeah. the boiler went bad. Um, and yeah, it started leaking. And uh, I even talked to the technician who came in and said, what if I went to electric or something like that? They said, they basically said I was crazy. You know, stick with the steam. Electric's actually going to cost you more uh, um, in the cheap. long run. Hmm. And it's not as efficient because when steam heat works, it heats up water, the steam goes up, it heats the radiators, and when it's done boiling, the radiators are still producing heat oh right right yeah so you're not running it 100 percent huh that's interesting i did live in uh some apartments at one time it was an army base it was army housing and there was radiator heat um which i you know what i don't know it could have been steam well if it has two pipes on it if it has a pipe going in a pipe going out it's probably water Hmm. I don't remember. Steam heat. <laughs> steam goes up one pipe, and then when it condenses, it comes down the same pipe as water. I'm pretty sure this, those are maybe torn down at this point, but who knows? All right. Well, moving along, we have a couple yeah. of news items, and you captured probably one of the, the more exciting ones. But um, 
but I have a couple things here first. So, you know, I bought something recently at Bed Bath & Beyond, and um, and I, I linked to it. So, actually, I'll go to that one first. But if you ever enjoyed the – darn it. maybe Okay, I clicked on the right thing. But if you ever enjoyed the classic handheld, like, Mattel football – now, actually, I own the Coleco version, which was a knockoff. And yeah, uh, and it was cheaper. Uh, and at the head, the top, head or did the regular Coleco? It was it was like the the original knockoff one, one player. Okay. And um and of course, you know at the time I felt like oh I'm not as good as the Mattel. I think it was Mattel, right? That made it originally. Yeah, Mattel was the the first name in it. But you know what? Actually, in my opinion, and I've had a chance to look more at these, especially after playing this reproduction, I think the ColecoVision was superior because you could pass, and the way it had the the keys set up were better. But yes, it, and that was their big market thing too. Um, Mattel came out with the football, but Coleco made it better by adding pass. And, and also the placement of the keys by having the up and down to the left for your thumb on your left hand and then the other direction on your right hand. It made it more like a, the way you sort of think of a modern game controller, really. But in any case, yeah. back to this. Um, at Bed Bath & Beyond, they have these uh, inexpensive little knockoff versions. I bought the football. It's pretty good. It's not a... It's not exactly like the original because it can't have the exact same sounds and all that kind of stuff because it's not Mattel. But um, if you get it, one of those $5 coupons that you can get anywhere all the time or 20% off. So basically, yeah. it was 15 bucks. I got mine for 10 So you can't beat it. I might have to consider one of these. They, they did something like this. I think actually Mattel did something like this. Yeah, some years uh, ago. A long time ago. Um, and the, I didn't like those because they didn't use an LED display. Really? They used a backlit LCD which made it tough to read. Oh. Um, yeah, this it, looks it was, like the original. Yeah, if it actually, if the elements actually light up on their own, then it's it'll be real good to the original, but they don't show that in the pictures here, unfortunately. And, and you know what? I would swear, and I'm leaning down and get it. It's on the floor of my desk here. Let's see if it'll make any noise. I turn it on. That's what it sounds like. So it didn't have the original okay. Mattel sounds. I, I think the LEDs are a little bit uh, dimmer on this, though, than the original. Yeah, one thing to, one way to tell is if you can, cup the display with your hand and well, make it dark and then look at it if you see a lot of red glow in the background yeah then it's probably backlit lcd oh okay you're right i guess it is the same thing then but yeah hey oh but you know what for 10 bucks it's pretty cool oh yeah it's, i like it's it a nice classic nice little stocking stuff for and i think somebody who plays so they have um stuff. they have basketball baseball and football and uh probably maybe you can get them somewhere else but bed bath and beyond is at least local, a lot of places local to me. So I picked it up in, uh, you know, what do we call that? Real time. Yeah. <laughs> but so I also linked off and uh, a couple of these have been off, but and you can get these on Amazon and a lot of other places. But again, at Bed Bath & Beyond, they did release the uh, Atari Flashback 6, which... Oh, uh, that's out now. Okay. Which, you know, 6? Jeez, they I just keep I updating that, that thing. One. Huh? I don't have that one myself, but I do have the Intellivision and ColecoVision. One yeah, one. which we talked about before, and they also have a Sega Genesis classic game system. So, so pretty cool if you're if you'd like to get some some inexpensive reproductions. And the great thing about the Sega one is you can play real cartridges on it. So I think the new that's what made that special. Yes. So what's different about the new flashback? Uh, I got it has a hundred games, so maybe I guess this five didn't have that many. I'm not sure. It has a wireless remotes, which I think they introduced that with like the three or something. I have a one and a two. And uh, so it has wireless remotes, but then it has plugs for two mm -hmm. additional classic remotes. Yeah. Okay. So and and the pricing is about the same as yeah, the other forty bucks. But again, if you get a um, on this one, you'd want to use a twenty percent off coupon, then you save eight bucks. Okay, might have to consider one of those. 
Yeah, and if, you know, if you just flat, I get them in the mail, get them in the newspaper, and uh, all the time, and mailers and stuff. But you could also sign up for their email list, and it, I think you have to. It takes a day, and then you get a coupon, like a twenty percent coupon by text or email. There's there's a comedian out there who jokes about the Bed Bath and Beyond coupons. Like if you go there without one, everybody in the store stares at you. <laughs> yeah. It's like that even the ca- person at the counter says, how many do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it's silly for you not to use a coupon there. Exactly. So go ahead. What? Uh, and I just heard about this the other day, which is yeah, this was actually, pretty crazy. Yeah, I heard crazy. about this on Thanksgiving. Apparently, it just, it was, a, there was a flurry of information about it on Thanksgiving. But, yeah, for those of you who like to uh, play with tiny computers or, you know, for those who want to build miniature system emulators using real computing platforms, um, you can do you can make them even smaller with the $5 Raspberry Pi Zero. Huh. Uh, Raspberry Pi Zero just was released recently. I think it actually was released on Thanksgiving. And if you subscribe to the Raspberry Pi magazine, they would have included one with the magazine. Wow. That's it, how cheap they're making them. Unless it, well, they're very good at lost leader stuff. I don't know. Um, but for $5, you get basically, if you're familiar with the Raspberry Pi platform, the original Raspberry Pi had, um, if I recall, it was a near one gigahertz CPU with 512 um, meg of RAM. And then recently, the Raspberry Pi 2 came out. Or B? Was that what it was? Powerful. Oh, two, yeah, yeah then the two B, B. I think the A and B stuff was the configuration of the ports and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, they took the B, which had actually more ports, and they made a Raspberry Pi 2 version of it that was more powerful. Well, somewhere in between that lies this Raspberry Pi Zero with the 1 gigahertz single-core CPU, 512 mega RAM. Um, it doesn't have the composite video, and uh, I don't think it has the uh, standard audio output as the full-size Raspberry Pi, but it has mini HDMI, which means you'll most likely need a cable adapter to hook up to your TV. But they keep it small. Um, and it has um, micro USB power, so you can power it off of the same thing that most, I'll say most Android uh, phone owners use to power their and recharge their phones. And for those who want to do I.O. interfacing, it does not come with the headers. You actually have to solder your own stuff in there. But, hey, there's a trade-off for price and features. Yeah. Um, oh, it does say there's composite video and reset headers, but you probably have to wire that up yourself. Um, five bucks. Um, I'm getting one today, actually. I, I pre- Are you sure they have them in? Well, they do. I, I went to Micro Center. I, um, that's the closest Micro Center to me is about 50 miles away, but it's sort of like a mecca now uh, that Radio Shack is – all but yeah. you know, became a consumer, plain old consumer electronics store. Um, so I went online on Thursday, actually, um, and they said they do have them in stock, one per household. So I put one in my uh, shopping bin, and then I, I wanted to get some more plastic for my uh, um, 3D printer, so I threw some plastic in there, and I submitted the order. And they sent me an email yesterday saying it's ready for you to pick up. You got three business days to do so. Oh, so to do that, you had to like buy it online. I actually didn't have to pay for it uh, because they have the three-day um, time or the period to pick it up. You just pay in store. You can pay online. I just said pay in store because I I expected to go there anyway. I got to start shopping for Christmas. Huh. And I know a lot of tech people in my family. I'm looking now on their site, and it came up with my store already. 
So I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Well, that's pretty exciting. And I think more and more, obviously, that is the basis for a lot of other reproduction you know, emulators and, and so on for retro computing. Is the, the Raspberry Pi uh, operating system is Linux-based, typically. But Microsoft does have a Raspberry Pi version of, the, of Windows 10. I haven't played with it yet. And I'm curious if it might actually run on the Pi Zero. I don't know what kind of overhead it would have for speed, but if you wanted to create some tiny little handheld um, retro gaming or computing device, because you know, there's people out there that do that, this just makes it even smaller. It says it's sold out at my store. Already. Those okay. jerks. Yeah. <laughs> I have oh, actually well. two stores I can go to within about the same driving distance, but one of them is just, it's, it's more back roads than it is straight highway. Yeah, Micro Center is in Duluth here which is you know i i'm trying to think how is that it's in the other county you know next to mine i'm i'm you know about 30 miles north of Atlanta, so it's it's like a 25 minute drive so well, i don't go there for me on, it's about a, it's about a, uh, an hour i must never go there because there's a fries that's you know 15 minutes away and fries doesn't have it i don't know might want to check because that sounds like something that they would yeah have. you would think so yeah maybe i will just go by there and see well, that is cool. That's going to be really interesting to see what applications and other things people do with that. I'll probably buy it and then sit on it for a couple of weeks. Frame it. But yeah, I could do that. Hey, <laughs> yeah, frame one and buy another. You're still only $10. Make it a keychain, $5 keychain. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah, if I only had HDMI input on the, uh, on the screen in my car. So on today's show, so moving along, we're going to, we're covering two computers you know some of the, one of the things we're doing as we move forward in the shows is in some instances we're we're not covering a specific computer we're we're sort of covering systems and we'll, we'll sort of be doing that next show too so we are covering the Coleco Atom but the Ross going to be looking at MSX computers and uh which were really mostly only successful in Japan and uh you know sort of hard to find in the US and we are looking mostly at your at US eBay so we're just kind of looking at whatever MSX we find and I think the one I only listed one, and you did too. Was yours out of um, Japan? Oh, we'll it's on the US eBay, there. but mine's like from Japan. That's why we'll get there. Yeah, I don't pay attention too much to the location, especially for something as rare as this. Yeah, if somebody really wants one, they're going to ship internationally. Right, right. If they need to. So go ahead, take it away with your your three okay featured auctions here. My first one is a Coleco Atom system. Now, I, I, I know I picked a Coleco Atom item in a previous yeah, not episode. Yeah, that's Let me see it. Open it up here. This one is... Well, it, is this one live? Because I picked a, a combination. Yeah, it's live. Okay, this one's live because it still has to buy it now. Uh, vintage Complete Atom ColecoVision Family Computer System. This one is... I don't know if it's boxed or if it's just in its phone packaging. Oh, there's the box. Okay. This one is complete. It's still in the plastic. It, I think it was used because the keyboard is yellowed to some degree. Oh, yeah. Look at those couple um, of keys. Isn't that weird? But the guy kept the original box, and we know how much that's worth these days. Oh, yeah. The original box. Is that the original duct tape holding the box together, too? <laughs> yeah. It might be. Well, I mean, no, they were just tossed around in the warehouse. I bet you the simple fact that they kept all the packaging and the plastic. 
I bet you it wasn't used very much. It, I mean, even, even though it still could have been exposed, left out for a while, you know? Yeah. But I just kind of got to think. That let the sun shine in or something. Yeah. I mean, for a complete system, it, they were pricing it at $500, and shipping, well, from Massachusetts to me isn't too bad, uh, thirty-six fifty-five, and it probably does not get much more expensive for something of that size to the rest of the U.S., I don't know what shipping is showing for you, David. Oh, I had slide it down. See, mine is oh sixty dollars and seventy cents. Oh, really? Okay. Expedited shipping. From, yeah. yeah, which is yeah, but then it also shows I could choose standard shipping for twenty three dollars, which I would do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's showing expedited for me too. Yeah, for something like this. Don't need to play with it right away, but I could wait. And here's a here's a tip <laughs> to eBay sellers. You know, when you set up an auction, you can you can uh, what I always do is I set up the cheapest shipping first, and then you can say add additional shipping auctions. I put the more expensive one second or third or whatever, so that the the default one that's listed is the cheaper one. Yeah, it helps then, sell the product better. I think. I mean, I think then again, yeah, right. It's not going to turn anybody off. Yeah, eBay doesn't know. really make it easy to see. They don't list all the shipping options at once. You have to click through and try to find yeah. it elsewhere. That's true. I, I had a couple things up on auction. I was wondering why it didn't sell. Then I realized, oh, I had the expensive shipping first. And as an experiment, I switched them around. And sure enough, it sold rather quickly because it was a huge difference in price. It's like $15, $20 for an item. So do you feel like this is a little too much? I don't know. Um I, I kind of think it is. I kind of think just because the system is... Um, it's not collectible condition. It's it's because the box is all taped up with duct tape. Um, I'm trying to find back to... like, Did I miss it's it? It's being it, sold as is. Does it say that work? it absolutely works? Well, no. It's being sold as is. He says doesn't has not tested the unit because they don't want to unwrap everything. Yeah, see, that, that, that irritates me. It's like, you know what? If you're going to get even... I'm not going to buy anything even pretty much... $100 if you're not going to take the time to wrap, you know, check it. Just tell me it works or not. Okay, and there's it was purchased at an estate sale, so that makes sense. Um, this, Well, it makes sense that they weren't trying to get $500 for it. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, you it's can like, make a make an offer. I mean, for something like this, I, I would probably offer 200 and see where it goes from there. Yeah. Because it's complete. But, uh, like, would you, would you really offer $200 on this untested? It probably it's, works. It's, like, but. Considering that I have almost a complete atom myself, that it's just the printer that's in question, mm. it might be worth it if I wanted to make a full system that's ready to go. But still, the box. Um, if I was if I was a collector in that sense, where I wanted every box to be pristine, no. Um, yeah, I would say this is for somebody who wants to get two systems together, to get working parts, and if they can offer two hundred dollars and and that offer is accepted. Yeah, uh, you could probably go for it because then you have spares, and you know the spare parts are going to cost a lot in the future. So, so I think all the way around, it, it's kind of it's too much. Yeah, and that'll reflect. Uh, that'll reflect in how many days left, or is this just an open? Oh, this uh, doesn't have any. Uh, yeah, since it's by it now, I, I think it still can run out. But for the most part, you like can, thirty days or something like that, right? Well, I think now you can list it. Like indefinitely, so maybe it's indefinite till someone oh, buys it. This guy it. probably just runs an online store. Yeah, there it is. Uh, he has his own store, so yeah, he probably doesn't fall under the same rules as us regular eBayers. No, anyone can do that. 
you, you can do it where it's indefinite for a buy it now. Like you just. Oh, I always listening. thought it showed up thirty days left or something like that. If I'm wrong, unless renew you, itself in thirty days. Maybe you're right, which is pretty much indefinite. <laughs> well, I don't have an eBay store, so I'm not but, sure how. That yeah, works. I don't know. It's a, isn't that funny? If you can just keep relisting it automatically, why why not just make it indefinite? So anyway. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's like maybe they only do that two or three times and then they charge you for it. Who knows? But anyway, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a nice looking atom, but I, yeah, the price is a little too high for that. Yeah. Uh, next item, we'll go. We'll go All right, first MSX system. To Japan. And one thing I realized about the MSX platform is someday I'd like to have one, but I'm not in a hurry for it. But it really is basically... When you say MSX, you're not saying the system. You're saying the platform. Right, so right. The MSX is an environment with MSX Basic and uh, minimum specifications, which can be expanded upon. And anybody and everybody outside of the U.S. apparently um, made an MSX-compatible system. And this one here is the Panasonic FS-A1WSX. Make sure you write that down. Um it's an MSX2, so it's an enhanced version of the original MSX platform. And, and let me just throw in, because I, I, I looked at the Wikipedia, so I could just, we could say something about it. So basically, it was a, a sort of affiliation. Is that the right thing to say? It was, a, it was a, basically a standard computing platform based on Microsoft, um, yes. or conceived by, by Microsoft and the Japanese computer corporations that allowed uh, no user intervention on either hardware or software to, to, to work. It was supposed to be just easy plug and play, sort of like a game system, but as a full computing platform. And that's the MSX two, or are the MSX? This is just for the regular MSX. Okay. Yeah, it was there? It was announced by Microsoft in June of '83, so as a standard. But it was really only successful for the most part in uh, Japan. And they wanted other... to make money off their basic and licensing. Yeah. So okay. So this is a Panasonic. Yes, this is Panasonic, and it has wow. It looks like an expensive electronic typewriter. Oh, look, this one came out of Russia. Yes. Cool. Sorry if you already said that. Oh, no, no, not a problem. No, I didn't <laughs> say that. It's just uh, um, I, I forgot which one of the ones I had up here did come from Russia. And this is a more complex MSX platform. It has lots of function keys, additional keys for, um, well, uh, has, they all have caps lock. Uh, numeric keypad. Did all MSX have numeric keypad, or is it just based on the manufacturer? Well, this is called the WSX. Yeah, so. I'm not sure. It's interesting <laughs> that it has a mouse, though. I and it has, a, it has a mouse, and it has a, a floppy disk drive. Not all MSX had floppy disk drives built in. A lot of the earlier ones were cassette-based, like many of the uh, systems of the 80s, the early 80s. I'm yeah, kind of surprised is, how much it's sold for. Have you mentioned that yet? That's I know they're they are pretty collectible. Four hundred and eighty-one dollars and seventy-nine cents U.S. Wow, and that's yeah. Had I bought it at that price, it would cost me only forty forty dollars. No, forty pounds to ship it. So that would be like sixty dollars to ship it. Roll of thumb, one point five. Um, yeah. What what this basically says is, um, it was a expanded MSX2 platform. Um, so you had a lot of power out of this one, and that could be partially what made it so expensive now, is anybody who wanted to ex uh, work with the MSX platform, 
you can get the original MSX or you can get MSX2, possibly get a little more value for your money and get as many features as you can. That way you can, you know, work everything MSX related. I don't, I'm not familiar with compatibility between MSX and MSX2. If it was just MSX2 can run MSX-like environment, hmm. so you can still use all your old stuff. Really great pictures. This is a really good auction to look at. Yeah, but this is this is one of those systems when you look at it, it's like, wow, this must have been a powerhouse. It just has that look to it. Yeah. Very professional, very well-built, business-like look to it. It didn't look like a home computer or a toy. And it does say here that note that it was made for the Japanese market and it only works in 100, 110 volts, which um, which was sold on regular US, eBay, yeah. but it was um, it was sold out of the UK. Well, no shipping. Well, it's in it's in pounds for some reason. Anyway, so yeah, so we were talking about that before the show. So Japan has the same voltage as we have, and but we think they have. It's also NTSC, but but actually they don't say anything about that here. As far as the European market, it has a. Does it have a composite port? It has. Oh yeah, it does. It's all it's all printed in uh, Cyrillic. Oh, it uh, does have the. If you look on the back, it's got the. Um, it's got the yellow, yellow and the white, RCA and the white. So that would be standard. So I don't think. Um, oh, so that would work. Or SCART had uh, anything like that. Yeah, I doubt it's PAL. It could be, but I doubt it. It if it was if this was actually made. For the Japanese market, it's probably NTSC. It also has an RF out. You can see to the right of it, there's an RF connector and then the switch for channel two and channel three. I guess it's a bit of a moot point, too, since people with this type of machine, they're not really hooking it up to television sets anyway. Right? And, right? You, you, right. You they want would a monitor. find a monitor that works. Yeah. And there could be um, yeah, the, the connector to the left. Well, that's nice. IO. So... Yeah, and just is. to throw out, if um, at the Vintage Computer Festival Southeast here, and I believe they have been, I can't remember. There's a there's a group of guys. It's either two. I think it's at least three guys that are. I think they've been to all three, and they put on a really nice big display of different MSX machines. Just to put that out there. It's, it's in it's April. If anybody wants to come, the four. <laughs> in April, which one? The the, the one here in Atlanta. Oh, okay. The, the VCF SE. Really? Oh, that's right. It's so. It, it it's all, always shortly after the uh, um, the east. Yeah, I think it's around like they're only two weeks apart, or they were. That was last year. I don't know. I don't know what it's this year, but we'll I know how much vacation time I have left. I might have to try to go to both. Um, this time, the group here uh, announced a date ahead of East. Also, <laughs> yours is first. I, I <laughs> guess I'm not sure. We'll keep you updated. Yeah, you know, um, I know I'm going to pay attention to it. Okay, so what I might want to display at one of them or both of them. Yeah, try to that'd be great if you could try to come down. So think, you know, keep it in mind this year. Maybe I get the beetle fixed by then. I'll drive the beetle down. Though I did hear VCF East, their keynote speaker was announced, and it's um, now I'm trying to think of his name, the host of the Computer Chronicles on PBS. Oh, really, uh, uh, Stuart Chaffee? Yeah. Okay, I'm going. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, so that's see, that'd if I be... go to that one, I, I I might not have a stand to set up because I want to actually see the keynote. Yeah, actually, they do they do close the hall for the keynote speech, so right, I won't right. have to man my stand. But yeah, um, I would definitely like to see uh, Stuart Chaffee. 
Well, I'd go to that one anyway because it's so close. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? Next one is a... another MSX. Oh yeah, that's yeah, our that's our thing. Not an MSX two. <laughs> um, the Sanyo MSX PHC dash twenty eight S. Like that nomenclature means anything. It's an MSX system. That's that's what it is. And it looks like they copied everything from the oldcomputers.com website. The one I can't get to because it keeps uh, coming up as a virus. I don't know. Huh. Um, this is and they don't say anything MSX about was. it. You know, it's real oh. hard to to tell scale here um, because the computer itself in, in the initial picture looks really tiny against the TV. Now, either they have it hooked up to a 50-inch TV. Yeah, I think that's what it, it looks like. Yeah. A, it almost looks like a Timex Sinclair. <laughs> it looks like a ZX81. But actually, if you look at the le- one of the later pictures, there's a hand holding the back. And okay. you can, you oh, can see the scale wow, a bit better. That's a big computer, so it's a much bigger TV. Yeah. Um, but hey, it works on the TV. And look at that. They show a picture of it working. How about that? That That is they, always nice to see. You know, to think they, they went through all that trouble. Hook <laughs> <Look> it up. <laughs> well, it makes sense to do that. Now, compared to the other auction, for those following along at home, uh, you can see that the keyboard and the, the functions are much simpler Mm-hmm. Uh, in the original MSX because it, it's basically an 8-bit computing platform and we didn't need so much stuff back then. You know, we made it work with what little we had. And and see, MSX I, was no different. I'm trying to see, like, do you see anything as far as, like, adapter things around or cable? Can you see, like, how they're hooking it to the TV? Oh, I see on the back. There's this... an audio video. Oh, the regular yellow and... Well, they're not they're not yellow or white in, in this one, but I can see yeah, partially the reflection of the, the name and the relief on the plastic. And so since it's one ten volts, it just works okay on here in the US, I guess. Oh look at that. This came out of uh Slovakia. All right. Sold for one forty nine. Yeah, it's hard to find them in the US and you'd almost have to look up the model. Okay, here, wait. They they did copy all that information over. Let's see if it says the uh, video. It says monitor video out, so it's got the monitor port along with RGB video out. I wonder how standard that is. It doesn't detail that here. And if I try to go to to the well, I yeah, anybody can do any or, uh, a Google search and find out more. Um, yeah, if you're interested in getting an MSX computer for yourselves. Uh, you have to decide if you want MSX or MSX2. You'll probably have more luck with an MSX. And then you should really look carefully, depending on its uh, origin and the the country it was originally designed for. You want to make sure that you get one to match your uh, television or monitors that you have on hand. Most people in the USA, it needs to be NTSC compatible. And you need to have 110-volt uh MSX, you can get one that needs more, but then you have to buy a step-up transformer, and you know now you're just wasting money. Make sure it fits your lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an MSX, and you can emulate a lot of MSX. There's some really good emulation out there, and that too will also show you the variety of the platform. Hmm. It's it's very hard to focus on a single point of MSX. Offhand, have you? Varied. Do you remember ever seeing any MSX at VCF East? If I did, I didn't pay attention to them. There was so much to see there, and I wasn't interested in the platform so much. You know, in the, yeah. in the past few years, 
it's one of those things that if I saw an MSX at the local flea market, I'd I mean, be I highly surprised. Yeah, and I would probably get it. Oh, yeah. I don't believe I've ever seen one, I'll say, in the wild. Like, I've never come across one in all my years of, you know, flea market or a yard sale or whatever, thrift store, you know, just getting one ever. So, yeah, they just were not very common in the U.S. at all. It probably sold at places like in New York. What's that computer uh, store that you did the... Um, oh, the um, Stan Veet store? Yeah. Which, you think he had any? Uh, I don't think so, because I think because he got out of the business before then. Okay. Before that time, but 83, That would 84. be the market that may have one of these in stock. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Or for that matter, maybe L.A., you know, or any, Hawaii, any maybe, the Hawaiian computer, you know. Well, that would be easy for imports, yeah. Yeah, or the West Coast. But I remember the one time I was in near Times Square, and I walked around, I saw all these hole-in-the-wall electronic shops. I mean, things I never even knew existed were being sold there, and, and an MSX probably would have been something like that back in the early 80s. All right. It, oh, it's go ahead. a good platform. I wish I can uh, have one. But I'm not in a rush to get one. That's laid back. Let's see what you got. Okay, so my first one. So, so now we're back to uh, yeah. We both generally try to pick three that featured auctions, as far as our you know our uh, the computers we're talking about on the show. So look at this. This is uh, described as rare vintage ColecoVision ColecoVision Adam Family Computer System, new sealed. And this, I guess, is the ultimate Clico Atom computer if you want one as a collectible. They want $2,250. Buy it now, or you can make an offer. Uh, free shipping. How generous. Coming out of <laughs> Illinois. But um, the box looks great in this picture. Let's see. Yeah. yeah, he shows the bottom of the box. I guess he wants to show that it's still sealed. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is. And the handle's broken. That's a, that's a game changer for me. Some Some years old. And then he did no pictures of inside the box. Oh, it's sealed. Remember? Oh, <laughs> new sealed product. Show some wear to the age of the product. Now, let's say that you are really serious about maybe getting this right or bidding on it. Mm -hmm. Would you? Would you? Ask, would you buy it sealed, or would you say, "Hey, look, can you just please unseal it, take a couple pictures, or, or do you trust that it's absolutely?" I wouldn't. For this price, I wouldn't trust it. I don't know if I'd trust it at $200, but it would be a very tempting deal at $200. Yeah, here's the thing is that, oh, let me just, okay, so let me see what they say. Yeah. So they're saying rare, uh, it's extremely rare piece of history. It is generally sealed from the factory. You know, due to the age of the packaging, it shows some wear, blah, blah, blah. Then it goes into payment and all that stuff. So I, I just. You know, th there's been some like seal. I'm sure there's been some sealed of a number of different things over the years. I'm more familiar with, I do listen to the Retro Mac cast fairly regularly. And I know there's been a number of like Apple IIs and I think a couple of Macs. And, and I could see those. I don't even think they went this high. I think I remember there's an Apple IIc for like $1,500. Flat out, yeah. I just don't think this is worth this at there's, all. There's a, a balance between rare and desired. Well, yeah, it's something just, could be rare but undesired. Exactly. Well, va you know, uh, value is always determined by demand. Yes. So I, I'm certain there's a demand for obviously there's a demand for any Clico Adam, and I think it'd be cool to get one totally sealed, brand new. But I just don't think it's worth. I, I would question maybe it was is it even worth a thousand dollars? Maybe though, I would say that that's a far more 
possibility a thousand dollars, but over two thousand, I just don't. No way, I just don't but see. You brought it. up a good point. At what at what uh, price level is it just worth it to have them check it out for you and open the seal? Yeah. And then if you're gonna buy it, like uh, I don't know. If, but, if it's a if it was a hundred dollars and I bought it and I got shipped a box of bricks that was glued together, um, well, I'm not out a hundred bucks. I mean, I'm, I'm only out a hundred bucks. I'm not out twenty two fifty. But That's why. So for me, ideally, I guess I would want to so say I really want one of these. I would probably generally, I guess what I'd be looking for is one that's complete in really good, near, near new condition, but open tested, all that good stuff. Because then you know exactly what you're getting. But you and know, that, if you open this one up, you'll you'll know the question. Do these things yellow inside the box? Yeah. Are, do they? I don't think they would, right? Well, that's the question. I don't think they do. Remember the one guy, the one option that I, I put up had, it was a yellowed keyboard, but we, we discussed oh, it. Oh, we yeah. Sitting out, but yeah. We, you know, there's a link down here. Um, then the last thing I'll say is this, that it's, um, you know, a, su supply, demand, demand, all that about value. But also I think there's a level, uh, which just fits right in there, is significance. And this is no slight on the Coleco Atom. It's a cool old computer, but it was a failure in the marketplace. And it really... It really didn't play any significant role in the history of personal computing. Not really. I mean, no, it was other... an overpriced electronic typewriter. It did that well. It was just. It was. It's an interesting piece, though. But um, all right. Well, enough about that. We'd love to hear any comments, though, from any of our listeners. So, did you get the secondary link down below? People viewed this item, also viewed, and they have a oh. sealed, rare vintage Blue Vision Atom for only six ninety nine. Oh, I did see those. Yeah, let's see where's it. Oh, yeah, I see it. Later. Yeah. New and sealed, but it shows the open box. So the items are probably still sealed up, but the boxes have been opened. Oh, look at that. There you go. And look, $6.99. So, yep. yeah. Now, see, now that gets better. I can at least see the items, but if they were sealed in their plastic, you know, that's... Now, that's the bad thing, here's the seller only has one feedback. <laughs> one. That's so, scary. So that can be a little... Yeah. And then, oh, it even gets cheaper. There's a, on that page, there's one for $199 starting bid. It's got five hours left. Do you think we'll get this show up in five hours for people to take a video? Yeah. Yep. We will. Um, I'm going to do it immediately afterward. But here, let me go to my next one. Here's another, oh, so yeah. this is another Clico Adam. That's okay. This one, oh, this one is sold. Okay. So I picked this one because I felt like this was, uh, and just in a quick look, I felt this was a good example of, of what you can get in a, in a, Fairly reasonable price range. Frankly, maybe it's it's even a little pricey. But anyway, it's described as Adam ColecoVision Computer by Coleco, complete and working system with two games. It uh, it sold for one hundred and seventy dollars with free shipping, though. So you got to think about that's twenty five thirty bucks right there. Yeah. Um, if you're lo looking at the picture, the the printer is really yellow around the edges. It's it's, it's kind of dirty. Window. Yeah, but you can clean it up. It has two games. The controllers, uh, you know, it's complete. You know, they're they're telling you that they've worked, everything's working, except the printer. Uh, did they say that everything works aside printer from the not printer not being able, able to print. print? Oh, so I dismantled the printing capability inside. Oh, look at that. But see, the thing just remind our listeners if you didn't or if you didn't hear that last show that we did. The the odd thing about the Clico Atom is that the power supply is in the printer, so you either have to have a custom made, which you'll see some of these in these auctions. Uh, you know, power supply, or you have to have the printer for the work. So this guy's person's just using the printer as a power supply. 
<laughs> and he's completely fair with the description by mentioning yeah. all that. So $170, uh, you know, and the fact that it's kind of dirty and other stuff, I guess it's not ridiculous. It still seems a little bit like I'm certain you could watch eBay and be patient. You could probably find a working, fully working, nice little example of a ClecoVision, you know, Cleco Atom system for less than this. Somebody, I don't know if it was you or not on social media, talked about um, cleaning of your items when you put it for sale on eBay. No, it wasn't me, but I always do. I mean, I always have. Yeah, I try to because, hey, you want to get the want to get the most dollars for it, right? Yeah, and I just kind of – and you know what? This might seem silly too is that I've gotten some really filthy systems over the years. But you know what? If, if I sell it to somebody, even locally or whatever, I don't want them getting it from me, at least not with just a basic wipe down because I'm not a dirty person. And I don't want people thinking that, you know, oh, geez, it didn't take care of stuff or lets it get all dirty. And if frankly, they say I, it's dirty, that's one thing. If they don't say it's dirty and then they hand it to you dirty. Yeah. Yeah. And that's bad too. I just kind of expect stuff to be. And man, I've gotten some dirty stuff over the years. <laughs> so who had the spaghetti? <laughs> right here on the side. Um, oh, did you see it? No, no. Oh, no. You're making that up. Okay. <laughs> but that's that's typically when you when you get a dirty item, it's like, oh, that could be one thing that comes out of your mouth is, oh, yeah, I see you like uh, grilled cheese sandwiches because there's a little piece of it stuck on the side here. Now, so I also picked an MSX system. And this one, this is a live auction. And this is this one's kind of cool. I really like the box. Um, oh, that's neat. This is a Casio MSX MX one. Oh yeah, that screams Casio. That box. Yeah, and it screams the eighties. Yeah, with everything. So this is two hundred thirty dollars coming straight out of Japan. Ninety five dollar shipping to me, but I could go. It could get as cheap as seventy three, which isn't that much cheaper, is it? All same here. So yeah, no matter which coast you live on in the U.S., it's the same price for shipping. But again, coming from Japan, it's not insane. Oh, I think free local pickup. Yeah, your option. <laughs> take a vacation. That's right. But this is a nice example. It's got some good pictures here. The, the little uh, computer is clean. But again, I really like the box. I think, especially being a Japanese box, it's kind of a, a nice addition to everything. But um, let's see, what else does it say here? It comes with the power support brick and the uh, manual. Um, if the item does not work, obviously different from the one we listed, please let us know. Huh. So I guess because they sell so many things. Now what's that? There's there's some attachment or something that looks like a flat box with a single cord. It looks like it. Oh, that. yeah. I what see what you're saying. I think it's a video adapter, maybe. If I had to guess, does it plug in somewhere and then you get well, a... Well, it looks like an antenna. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That's a little mini antenna. antenna. Did, did this have a built-in TV tuner, maybe? Look at that. Uh, and it doesn't really tell you here, no, so it just has the most the pictures. Now, again, if you scroll down here, like to you know, people are also interested in, here's a whole nice slew of different MSX stuff that you can look at. So, so no, there's more on there than this MX101 because the back of the box shows that little device, but I can't read the box. They don't. You can't uh, oh, it shows it like in use. Well, it shows it as a as a. Um, um, part of the, I guess, the connection diagram for all the different peripherals. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's a curiosity. Wireless gaming computer. That's what it is. Really? Oh, really? You think you could, like, broadcast to create a network to other MSX, but with a antenna? 
That would be pretty amazing. Let's see what it says here. Um, see, I can't go to um, I can't go to the oldcomputers.com. It says this site may be hacked. Even <laughs> Google saying this site may be hacked. I don't know why but you're. There still... is a there is a link for the MX one hundred and one there. Um, oh, what I see here is it's a YouTube. I don't see it. Video Casio MSX MX one hundred and one wireless gaming computer unboxing. But it doesn't give any more details. Hmm. Well, let's see. Maybe we can look into that and try to add it to the show notes. Yeah. All right. So, oh, that was my last one there. Okay. So that was the last one. Um, so as we do, we uh, we also pick a couple of just additional auctions. It looked like you you stuck with the theme though. You've got two Clico Adam related. Yeah. Links. I just accessories, peripherals, that kind of stuff. Okay. Like and you know, and I, you know, I probably oh, I saw this, this too. This one, yeah. Is that Peter Norton on the box? Sure, looks like it. Maybe that was the look at the end or at, at the, uh, at the time. Everybody looks like Peter Norton. <laughs> well, it, I think it is now that. So oh, anyway, so he again, it was probably the look. I actually may have tell the listeners what we're looking for, at for a previous show, but this is the rare CPM two point two and assembler software for the Coleco Adams. So yes, you can do CPM and advanced um, system programming on a game machine with the Coleco Adam. And let's see, did this sell? This Off a, a cartridge, it should have ran pretty well, right? Is it a cartridge? Oh, or was it was a cassette. It, it's those, I think it's those cassettes. I, oh, then it was dirt slow. Includes <laughs> <laughs> exact rare item shown, still sealed, never opened, but has major shelf wear. Oh, there's a term I didn't know about, shelf wear. I like that. I mean, I like. I just like the box for some reason. Yeah, uh, that would be good, and even though it's beat up. Did so it sold a... for, um, did it sell? Or I don't it still... think it did sell. The listing has ended. Doesn't mean that there isn't another one out there, or it ha doesn't say it's been relisted. It's it? uh, but it's in Cumming, Georgia, which is uh, just north of me. Oh the, yeah, the next county. Free standard shipping. So there's no value for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do local pickup. Hey. Yeah, and save nothing. Yeah, I don't but see it relisted. This this just proves maybe again because I have to listen to one of our previous shows if I already had this because I'm looking at the date October 23rd. So that would have been before our Halloween uh, episode. I may that's, have talked about this before and showing my age and repeating myself. That's funny. I don't think you, I don't think we've seen it before. But it, it proves that even back then, Coleco, the ColecoVision platform was, I don't know, that, that wasn't even made by, uh, that was made by another company. That wasn't made by Coleco, was it? It's got the Coleco emblem on it, but that could uh, just mean that probably it's... Probably certified by them. Yeah. For use. Okay, maybe it was, maybe they tried to... Um, you know, squeeze every ounce of power out of it. I mean, it was a Z80 system, so CPM was feasible. I just don't know how many people took it seriously. It's funny, that guy, it's not Peter Norton, but he really no, sort of looks like... that's the look, look back then. That yeah. Is the um, oh, he just has like chinos on and a white shirt, sleeves rolled up, <laughs> you know, and a tie slightly loosened at the yeah. neck. I'd be curious to find out if there was a Coleco Adam being used in a business somewhere. I tell you, I, I remember, and I didn't look at them that seriously or pay that much attention, and uh, this is before I ever collected or anything, but I remember going into 
the the toy stores that were in the mall, which I miss those days where you used to you know, go to the mall and you could have a bookstore and a toy store. But yeah, KB Toys or uh, there's another one. I'm sure there were you know independent ones too. But I remember seeing these things for like on clearance. And I think they got as low as like one ninety nine, so they were practically giving them away. Which you know that was still some good money in what eighty well, four. But it still was a great letter quality typewriter. Yeah, but for a whole all, system, all sides, I mean, yeah. you could run a business on it and do all, you know some of the basic stuff you need for a bargain at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of my Commodore sixty four collection is from somebody who used Commodore sixty four in business to the mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's possible to use a Coleco. It just it seems a little impractical to do so when you have much more business-related software for, say, a Commodore platform right? Uh, than you would for the ColecoVision. But, hey, maybe you wanted to also play uh, Donkey Kong. It, it did that, too, very well. It was still a ColecoVision uh, game system along with the, the Atom computer and the letter-quality word processing, although the word processing software wasn't all that great. So what this next item you picked is just a modem? It's a modem for the Atom. Does it have must have a jack on the side or something which they don't show it in the picture. It doesn't show up in any of the pictures, yeah. You're right. It's, <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, you think they maybe it was custom, maybe that's why it didn't sell. Uh or sell so well this this one did not sell either for 2295. That's interesting. It was sold uh, it's being sold by the Hackmaster. Yeah, no, the, I I saw another one on eBay for fifty some dollars for the modem, but gee, at twenty two ninety five, and for me, five dollars and eighty cents shipping. So they're just sending it straight priority mail for that price. Uh, I may have considered that just to have it when I get my Adam uh, up and running again, because a, a modem is is a link for serial data of some sort to come through. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if this Adam Link modem required special software, which is not included it says it's in excellent cosmetic and working condition so how did they test it yeah (laughs) delivery tracking included in sale price yes because it's priority mail it always has uh tracking well this guy looks like he sells a bunch of other stuff yeah hackmaster well with a name like hackmaster 327 yeah i was actually just looking at his store and there's a lot of different stuff here so Wow, a, lot, a lot of accessories and stuff. And he's got a lot of Apple stuff. PCL 1100 DOS handheld flashable. Oh, yeah. I see that. I just I just got to that, too. Going off. What is that thing? Disc fixer for the Texas Instruments. Oh, that might be something I'm interested in. Huh. 70 bucks, though. Anyway, oh, we're getting off. This is actually a portable DOS computer. We're, we're off topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you may want, to add that, may want to add that link in now. That is kind of interesting. So it's like a uh, diagnostic tool. Yeah, that, that runs. Are you talking about the DOS one or the? Uh, yeah, the PCL eleven hundred. Yeah, that's interesting. Just a small. I guess with this, you you can run serial software and. I check stuff. it out, and it runs DOS. That's crazy. It's a handheld little computer. Forty column DOS. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's we'll keep the show rolling. So now, uh, so I have two other links. And the first one is uh, a next station. And uh, I actually did go to the um, the Atlanta uh, Historical Computing Society meeting recently. Saw some of the guys, haven't been there in a while. And uh, one of them had a next station. So it made me think of this. And, you know, it's funny that they uh, 
they set up, you know, those standard kind of big plastic tables that, you know, collapse, right? Yeah. And so he was, one guy was sitting on one end and the other guy was bringing this in. He got it set up on the other end. And then he went back out to his car to get other stuff and the table collapsed. Oh, they didn't lock and, it and down. You, and it... you look and you heard, saw the uh, display just go clunk on its back, at, but it didn't hurt. It all worked still. It was built like a tank. <laughs> yeah. So Wait, in any case. The, the table folds, bends down in the middle? Yeah. No, this is just where the leg collapsed. Oh, the, okay. It collapses the side. So even though it happened fairly quickly, I think that sort of helped things where the, the display sort of stayed on the table to hit the floor, then rolled backwards on its back. So okay. it didn't just literally fall so off. So it was an assisted fall. Yeah. So it took a Im- slight impact, but it, yeah. But, you know, a lesser <laughs> know, something like this. It's like, lesser uh... equipment might have uh, succumbed to that. So this is an a, a, a active auction. It's a Next Station Turbo. So this is one of the later uh, 040 based, you know, Next machines. Um, you know, which would be a cool thing to have. Right now, it's just at one hundred and two dollars with uh, ends in like. A little over three and a half days or so. I think is this the one where it says, "Yeah, oh wait, listen, this is how they describe it. Okay. This is a complete package included as the next station turbo monitor, keyboard, mouse, and cables. The unit was tested and working prior to listing, but it sold as is because of the age, <laughs> and it showed set up um, except for being plugged in. Why, why wouldn't yeah. Why wouldn't you go ahead and freaking plug the thing in? Yeah, it's a lot of effort to uh, I mean, set it up. Honestly, I, I don't understand table, that stuff. Apparently. It's just you, they've got it sitting there, like other than being plugged in and turned on, because you know that's just kind of uh, anyway. Yeah, what does it take to uh, plug this in? I mean, I wouldn't buy it, frankly, unless they plug it in and let us know it works. So, so this has pass through for the for the monitor. You use a, a large, looks like a DB. 19. Oh, you're looking at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the um, megapixel display. If you notice, it's got um, the keyboard and mouse come out of it. Um, so things pass from the base unit into the monitor, and then the monitor distributes. I think so. It sort of acts as a power hub okay. and everything else. Wow. That doesn't sound like a very good design feature, because that monitor goes out, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. But again, they're well, made like tanks. Somebody probably has breakout uh, uh, cables for this thing anyway to do the same thing from the computer itself. They're well made. They're expensive, obviously. Apparently, they hold up to the fall too. It did not sell well. So my last item, I thought. Now I thought this was a particularly great thing to watch, and uh, anybody out there, it's got twelve hours left. So by the time you're anybody who listens to the show immediately today, it'll still be live. It's uh, today being Saturday, November twenty eighth. So it's vintage Apple two C computer with thermal transfer printer and original boxes coming out of uh, Pennsylvania, Washington. Yeah, that's two counties away from me. 41 bucks currently with seven bids. I'm certain it'll go higher than that, but still there's potential to pick this thing up pretty cheap. Oh wait, what are they to describe it? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Everything turns on. It works fine. I have no disc for it, but it will show a basic prompt when control reset is pressed. So look at that. They tried. They, they yeah, tested it. Yeah, they hooked it, it up. So even though they didn't have a disc for it, I think you can feel comfortable. It works. That's a thermal transfer printer. Yeah, yeah, that's one Apple's earliest printers. I don't think that's the very earliest one. Okay, it's not. It, it's not the earliest one. But it looks like it's plain paper through there, plain oh. uh, fanfold paper. The thing about thermal transfer printers is that they really need a smooth finish paper to work well. Oh, you know what? It's got tractor. You're right. That's not a thermal printer. 
Because thermal printers never had tractor feed. Maybe maybe power supply when it gets warm, so there's your thermal aspect. Because you see the, you see no, the actually, things for the tractor, tractor feed? No, actually, tractor thermal. The Oki Data uh, 10, the Oki Mate 10 and Oki Mate 20 really? had uh, tractor feed options. Huh. You can use tractor feed paper. But the problem with those printers is that you needed a smooth, very smooth finish paper on it. And most standard tractor feed paper at the time wouldn't work so well. It would be a little too porous for the thermal transfer. So you yeah. get what they call it, green bar paper. Or is uh, it... No, actually, oh, the it white kind. Had to be shiny. Yeah. Well, I'm saying your standard smooth. tractor fed was, of oh, course, no, green I'm, bar, but I'm also sitting the... right beside a box of standard uh, home computer tractor feed paper. You know, a thousand sheets in a box, all fan fold. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't use it because it's like, if I use it, then I won't have it. So uh, here's an opportunity to pick up a really decent Apple system in the boxes. Yeah, if know. I was heading out to Micro Center in Philadelphia area, or actually King of Prussia area, um, this is something I could consider if the price is right, um, picking it up and, you know, picking it up while I'm on the way, do a, a local pickup if the guy offered that. So he doesn't. Do it. Because it cost, it'll cost me $67 to toss it a couple of Yeah, times. same as to me. <laughs> okay. And this is being sold by Hack and Flash. Off. He's going to make, make his money off of shipping. So only auction he's got. Well, you got, any, got anything else to talk about? No, I don't. Maybe, although the next time... Um, I was trying to keep us in the time frame. So. I'll be warm. Yeah? Because my boiler will be in. Oh, because you're cold? Are you just using space heaters? In the basement, no. In the basement, uh, the return lines for the steam heat, when the hot when it, when it goes from steam back to hot water and comes back down into the boiler again, uh-huh. it heats up the whole basement nice and toasty. It's all comfortable uh, because the pipes um, aren't covered. They're not wrapped in anything because they want it to turn into water and get cold before it comes back. So that just acts as a nice radiant heat for the basement. And I didn't realize how cold this basement gets without the heater. Oh, uh, oh yeah. But did you have some like space heaters, and you, did you have to run out and buy some, or we we have a couple space heaters that are working. We're not running them full blast. We were lucky enough to have fairly decent fall weather. Okay. It's actually been five to ten degrees higher than average through November, but there were some cold nights. Uh, today is supposed to be up into like the 60s, and it was pretty warm yesterday too. Yeah, here too. It's yeah, nice. We're getting, that, we're getting that cold coming in, and you know, we'll have this. They'll have the boiler in just in time, hopefully, because it, it's next weekend supposed to be really cold. Oh, the hazards of home ownership. So our next show, eBay Show Four, is going to be on Friday. We'll be hopefully be back on our normal Friday. Schedule says Friday, December 11th. Oh, yeah. We were just all, it's the turkey. It just kept us all asleep this week. Does that sound good? That should be okay for you? Oh, absolutely. You too? Anything going on? I think that should be fine for me. So, no, it should be good for me too. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the obscure Tatung, Tatung Einstein, as well as Amstrad products. So, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just find some interesting Amstrads. Which also weren't real, real prominent here in the U.S. But, I don't remember uh, ever seeing one Amstrad computer, and it was a DOS clone. Yeah, I think that's mostly what anybody saw here in the U.S. Anyway, um, you can find all our show notes at historyofpersonalcomputing.com. 
you can send feedback to us at feedback at historyofpersonalcomputing.com and do that by all means. Email us, tell us some feedback about the different auctions we've talked about and looked at, or send us some audio that we can play. And or help us figure great. out the difference between MSX and MSX2 if you have that knowledge. Yeah. Let's know. And maybe anything that you know about, um, you know, power, you know, conversion, if that's necessary. It looks like it's not, but like video and stuff in the U.S. Yeah, video conversion would be nice information. Uh, easiest way to go from 220 to 110 or vice versa. 110 to 220. Yep. <laughs> and tell someone this about us. Tell someone. Blah, blah, blah. Tell someone. <laughs> Getting tongue-tied. Tell yeah. people about us. Write you a review on iTunes. Farm, tap, in the per- tap on the shoulder of the person in your next cube and say, hey, did you ever hear of these guys? You ought to take a listen. Oh, you know, this is what you should really do. It would help our listenership out. It's just while you're listening to the podcast and you're driving, anytime you come to a stoplight, you know, just put the windows down and turn it up a little bit. And sing along to us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell everybody. Twitter us, feedback us, uh, Google us, Facebook us. <laughs> We've been getting like regular um, likes on Facebook. That seems to be real steady. Just don't report us as 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this time. So remember, everyone, caveat and poor, and take care of that old computer. See you next time. Goodbye. Check my